We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 284 On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news And then we'll be taking another look back at uh, Comic-Con uh, 2015, and then discussing the first season finales of Unreal and Stitchers, and taking a look at the first part of the first season of Humans, which has been playing on AMC. Uh, plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 284. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me this is Aaron Peterson with The Hollywood Outsider and uh, Remake This Movie Right, The Blacklist Exposed. I'm all over the place, but um, mainly thehollywoodoutsider.com. And this is Leah with Nice Girls TV. Well, thank you both for uh, joining me on episode 284. Well, thanks for having us. You both have something in common in that I both met you for the first time in, at Comic-Con just uh, back in July. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I miss the sun already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The beach, the water, the sun. Yeah. See, whereas Jason and I went to Southern, because Jason and I both live in the Seattle area, and we got to Southern California, and it was a good 30 degrees cooler than it was in Seattle. And we were very excited about that. Yes. Because, <laughs> like everybody, everybody heads for Southern California from Seattle in the summertime to get cooler weather. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, Leah and I apparently live about 30 minutes from each other, and and even though we've both been to Comic-Con and both know Melissa from <laughs> Nice Girls TV, uh-huh. somehow had never met until this year. <laughs> yeah. It's a small world, it is. Yeah, it's just like, uh, Mel, how is it that you've never <laughs> yeah. in any conversation have not mentioned that you have a writer for Nice Girls that lives in the same area that I do? Yeah. Exactly. But that's fine. We have plans to meet up next July in San Diego. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I actually think I'm taking a pass next year. It's just so expensive and busy, busy, busy. I think I'm taking a year off just to just to breathe, just to catch my breath. Yeah, it's so funny. Well, I also just got back from a podcast movement a conference about podcasting, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, like Comic Con for podcasters. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with somebody that I already knew. And met somebody else, and they knew each other, and have talked at both last year's podcast movement and this year's podcast movement, and only live about forty minutes from each other. But the only time they've ever seen each other is at uh, the podcasting conference in Texas, and they both live in you know Southern California. So yeah, so you 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 know you never know how these uh, uh, these things uh, work out. Uh, enough of that and we'll head into the news a bunch of stuff over the uh last week uh the first of which i'm very happy for because i'm uh, quite enjoying humans which we're uh, going to talk a bit about later but it's been picked up for a a second season i guess not technically renewed by amc since it's a british show that was renewed over there and was going to be a second season anyways but it's going to come back to amc as well so basically they just had to re-up the licensing? Yeah, something like that. Or whatever the production deal is. I don't know if AMC actually is in on part of the production or not. Uh, but at any rate, it'll be back on AMC for a second season. 
Because every once in a while you get those shows that you go, wait, it's still going? How come nobody's showing it here anymore? I like that show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, I got to tell you, I mean, we're going to talk about it a little bit more. It's just, it's a really slow burn, like really slow for me. And I, I just feel, I wish it would go a little, get a little gallop in its step a little bit. We'll talk about it more in detail, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it now. I, I haven't decided if I'm, if I'm coming back next year or not for it. Oh, see, so here, I'm glad that they renewed it because now, I don't feel like I completely wasted, you know, the six hours or so I've spent watching it so far. Now at least I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's coming back, so. Well, Leah and I, I've watched a little bit farther, so, than than you've gotten. So there's a few more things that happen coming up. I just think the whole thing is just fascinating. But uh, as you said, we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All of a sudden we break out into a full human discussion at the top of the news. Uh, Next up. Uh, something that uh, has a bit of a faster burn. Uh, Cinemax <laughs> has announced the uh, upcoming fourth season of Banshee will be its last. Apparently, the creators of the show are like, yeah, we're kind of out of ideas or something. It's, <laughs> it's a really stupid but fun show. It is. <laughs> yeah, this is one that I couldn't get past the first episode. Just strictly based on the premise, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that in this day and age that you would hire somebody even in a small town and not have seen a picture of him <laughs> <laughs> like it just makes no sense to me that uh, the, the whole show makes no sense but it's still I was gonna think, so Amish gangsters that you're okay with but... I, I've never watched past the first episode so oh. I couldn't get I couldn't get past that uh, and people keep saying oh it's great it's you know lots it of action great. and and stuff and I was just like Maybe it is, but sometimes I, sometimes even the stupidest thing, I just can't wrap my head around it, and it it makes me think about that, as opposed to like the show or just sitting back and enjoying the show. It is fun. You just you, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I, I wish I could say it was smart <laughs> or deep or uh, profound. No, it's none of those. It's it's really it's mind numbing TV, it's but it's fun. high octane fun. Mm-hmm. It's Skittles for television. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, Fox has canceled Knock Knock Live after two episodes. Uh, apparently, oh, apparently Ryan Seacrest <laughs> uh, just couldn't get an, another show. I suppose it may have been interesting if maybe actually Ryan Seacrest was actually knocking on people's doors <laughs> as opposed to other people were knocking on doors and then he was asking them some questions from back at the studio. But I don't know. It didn't interest me in the least. Next up, MTV has renewed Scream uh, for a second season. So apparently there will be still some people alive in the small town. Just uh, new people or some new people will move in to find out what's been going on. <laughs> Why are all these dead people in this yeah. town? Let's move in. Sounds like a fun place. Let's to go investigate that. <laughs> you hear that noise? Oh, my God. That's a whole season. Yeah. Right <laughs> Quick, run upstairs. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Has anybody watched that? I haven't actually. I'm a huge fan of the movies, which is why I've avoided the TV show. But I think. Once the season completes, I will check it out. Has any, either one of you watched it? That's my plan, too. Once the season completes, I plan on checking it out. Yeah, it just came out at a weird time where even though it's summer, I was still behind on other stuff. And I was just like, I don't 
want to watch it was almost I don't want to watch it in case I like it because <laughs> I don't I can't add, time for it I can't add another Absolutely. thing right now so so it kind of got skipped over I didn't even although I usually try to at least watch the first episode of things mm-hmm. uh, but this is one that I haven't watched any of uh, next uh, NBC has canceled welcome to Sweden here in its second season after airing a few episodes on Sunday nights because that's where everybody uh, goes to look for some some comedy is on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock when nobody's told you about it. I was surprised it even made a second season given it how they didn't promote season. the first season. Right. Yeah, didn't didn't even know it had a first season. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem, NBC. Yeah, I, I yeah. saw... I saw comments on one of the stories that I read about the cancellation. It was like, I never even heard of this show. Yeah. Or, no. or no. <laughs> did NBC ever even, you know, or somebody was, I just started watching it. I thought it was really good. Or the premise sounds really funny. How come NBC never told anybody about it? <laughs> and, and unlike, you know, because people say that about Hannibal, and I don't agree with that at all. I think Hannibal was everywhere. It was all over the place. I just think people just weren't interested. This show I legitimately have never heard of until it got canceled. I'm like, when this was on? <laughs> what was on? I didn't know this was on. And I think it was was it Amy Poehler's brother? Yes. It's somebody like it's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing I know about the show. That's it. <laughs> I think that's how it originally got made. Is mm-hmm. she? I think she's like an executive producer on it, and uh, but it's based on his real life, and that he met somebody. Uh, from Sweden and moved over there, yeah. and uh, and so a lot of the things are based on sort of the his real life situation or whatever. I don't know that I watched a lot of the first season and it it was pretty funny because it's definitely it's a fish out of water. I mean that's comedy gold. <laughs> you know you have right. you have the 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 American. You know, walking around not understanding Swedish, what's happening in Sweden? You know, you know what's what's, and you know, not getting like what her parents are like, and uh, oh, the hijinks! Sounds like hijinks stuff. So yeah, it's lots of uh, lots of good stuff. And the uh, I'm totally blanking on her name, uh, but the uh, uh, the woman that played uh, Sydney Bristow's mother in oh yeah in uh, an alias in alias is the mother-in-law on this show really yeah well now i kind of want to watch it <laughs> like like seriously i did, i had no idea i kind of i kind of want to watch it now <laughs> that's suddenly it just got really good too bad it's canceled yes <laughs> just in time <laughs> too bad it's canceled. Lena, lena olin right lena olin oh yes, yes. okay it's like the it's like way to go nbc the best promotion you ever did to it was the cancellation notice <laughs> the most promotion you ever did for the show. Netflix has renewed a BoJack Horseman for a third season. Uh, so if you're into weirdly weird uh, animated comedies. I'm not, but good for them. They're, they're coming back for another one there. Stars has renewed Black Sails for a third season. So, uh, fourth, hey. Fourth season. Oh, is it fourth, fourth season? Yeah, it's on Wait, its third season. Is it in its third season? I thought they were only in the, in the second season. Because it originally got picked up like instantaneously for a second season, like while they were doing the first season. Well, at any rate, it's going to come back for more. So uh, good on a show from stars, making it past two seasons at any rate while they pick everything up for two. 
Well, see, what happens is the third season is airing, and then the fourth season, it's been renewed for its fourth season. So, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, more black sales to come. And uh, lastly, uh, TV Land has renewed The Soul Man for a fifth and final season. The Soul Man? Yeah. And That comedian. Who's the comedian? Uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, Cedric the Entertainer. I've never heard of this show. Yes, it's spun out of uh, Hot in Cleveland and uh, okay. has gone right. on for five seasons of its own. Yeah, the renewal like thing I saw was the only time I've ever heard of that show either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been on for, I mean, it's been on for four seasons now because uh, it's going to be in its fifth. But I think they even, it's been on where they played at like 11 or like some weird time frame, like not even where they normally play their comedies. And then they pick it up and you're just like, really? You picked it up again? But I thought you were, I guess, well, they gave it a final season because they're right in the middle of trying to change their quote unquote comedy brand from, <laughs> uh, you know, from taking previous sitcom stars and putting them in familiar settings and, uh, <laughs> with new sitcoms, but now they're trying to be edgy things like uh, Impastor and Teachers, and well, I'm not sure how Jim Gaffigan's show fits into the edgy, but it's at least kind of funny, right? As, as opposed to the others. Really, <laughs> bring back Dukes of Hazard. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be the the reboot where. The car will be orange, but it won't be called the General Lee, and it won't have a Confederate we'll definitely flag. Definitely not have a flag. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's all the cancellations and renewals that have uh, popped up in my inbox uh, or over the last over the last week or so since the last episode of the podcast. Well, get ready because September's coming. Yeah. Well, coming quick. Yeah, a bunch of bunch of new stuff coming. Uh, you know, time to start placing your bets on what'll be the first thing out. <laughs> Uh, sometimes it's hard to do because you're like well this is definitely the worst but it doesn't start until a few weeks in so there could still be something else that could actually get cancelled before this one even comes but if they were all starting at the same time this show would be this is the one I'd put my money on (laughs) alright as I mentioned previously uh, I met Aaron and Leah in person for the first time uh, at Comic Con and so uh, there's a few less shows that uh, to talk about this week, so I thought we would uh, jump back and give you another look at Comic-Con from uh, a whole other uh, perspective that uh, maybe doesn't include as much uh, frozen yogurt and getting completely <laughs> wasted. Uh, but we'll see. I haven't – I sent them the questions. I don't know their answers, so we'll, we'll find out together here what's, uh, what went down. So first up, we'll start with you, Aaron. Okay. Uh, what were some of the what were you know the best or worst uh, panels? I think you did mostly going to panels, uh, correct? Uh, panels and pilot screenings, yeah, that's mostly what I did. Yep. So what were what were some of the best things uh, you saw each day? Okay, mm, uh, the the blind spot pilot uh, is very strong. Like I think Leah, you saw that too, right? Yeah, that that was really good. Yeah, it was it was really good. I, it it's definitely it's about a Jamie Alexander gets dumped in a duffel bag in the middle of Times Square, covered in tattoos, and it and comes nothing up. else. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Thank you, terrorist. We appreciate it. And, and apparently you come to find out that she's – these tattoos basically reference 
uh, terrorist actions that are that are being planned, and and as it plays out, you kind of see where those lead. Now, I personally, I don't know about you, Lee, but I personally thought this is a cool pilot, but I really don't see how this can kind of like Prison Break. I don't know how you're going to last. How this right, concept right. is going to last longer than you know a season. Right. Did you see it different or? No. No, that's. Yeah, I'd have to say I didn't really see it too differently. But then after talking to uh, the creator of the show, I mm-hmm. have a little more faith in that they have something. Yeah, he seemed really because I think I was with you in that press room. He yeah. seemed really excited about it. And he had like, yeah, watching the pilot didn't seem like it would be more than a season show. But he seemed very excited. Yeah, yeah. they had they had places to uh, where where it would go and but not necessarily. Uh, but yeah, I had that same. I had that same feeling. You are okay? Tattoos. Uh, <laughs> I remember yeah, like, Schofield. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you said, prison break. I mean, yeah. after a while, they had to put them back in prison and have well, them yeah. break out again in order to. Yeah, but still, the tattoos had the tattoos were all about the first prison and getting mm-hmm. out, not not, <laughs> not about anything, and a little bit of the plan of escape that was season two, but once that didn't work out you know the tattoos were just mm-hmm. sort of something we had to keep under a long sleeve shirt all the time uh that was that was one thing i really liked is that uh, even though it takes a lot of time to put uh, those tattoos on she said no you're still going to see me in like t-shirts and tank tops and mm-hmm. stuff like that because i don't want that that thing of oh always having to keep it under wraps where when you're watching it, you're just going, ah, they didn't feel like putting the <laughs> putting the tattoos on today. I exactly. See. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Supergirl. That's a that's a great pilot. Probably my favorite pilot. Well, second favorite pilot. Uh, Lucifer was fantastic. Oh, how great was that? That was so. Everything is built on on the lead's performance. Is the devil, and yeah. he's the most charming guy. I would sign whatever contract he threw in front of me. He, honestly, he, yeah, he was fantastic. Just, just beautiful. And uh, Supergirl surprised me. I wasn't really interested in another comic book show because, come on, I think we've got a few. And especially if you turn the CW on at any point, right? But, but this was really sweet. Reminded me of kind of like the Christopher Reeve Superman days, and uh, very upbeat, very optimistic. A little bit of Smallville in there too. And uh, I'm looking forward to that one, even though it's on CBS, which is seems an odd fit. You know, right after you know. And CIS, you got Supergirl, but whatever, I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I'm just waiting for them to mention something other than you know the big guy in blue or my cousin or oh they mention him something, <laughs> something like that. Oh, they they definitely address it. So it's not like uh, uh, uh just laying out there. Uh, in terms of panels, Ash versus Evil Dead, easily my favorite panel. Uh, probably my favorite panel ever. Honestly, just pitch perfect the whole way through uh bruce campbell just knows how to play an audience he gives good panel yes he does <laughs> he's so funny he's like a vegas showman uh deadpool was fantastic i'm a big movie obviously our, our podcast is movie and tv and uh deadpool was just a great panel i mean they they've got that movie down i know that doesn't apply here and it, that's really the best ones how about you leah the best one for me was I always find that they're the ones that I end up the panels in while I'm waiting for the panel. The one and they, that you wanted you know, to go to. <laughs> yeah, the one I want to go to. It's always the ones before that that are the best. I ended up in a NASA panel, which was um, actually, is it is the book The Martian? 
It's the yes. Matt Damon movie. Yeah. yeah. So the author of the book and a guy from Mission Control and like a producer of the movie and then an astronaut who is going to be on the manned Mars mission. Get out. I am. I'm sitting feet away from a guy who's going to be on Mars. It was just the, it was the most surreal, coolest thing ever. Oh, I, just, I wish I would have known about that. I would have went to that in a heartbeat. I know. I, and I was there because I was waiting for the dark matter panel. Which, well, go dark matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just so, it was just so cool. I mean, the guy who was in, for mission control had been, he'd done mission control for a number of different missions and he was, you know, I mean, he was technical, but funny. And the astronaut, his name was Victor. He was pretty funny too. I mean, everybody was just, it was just very, it was very surreal to be sitting, you know, that close to an astronaut who's going to end up in, on Mars. Like a real hero, not just somebody, yeah. Yeah, not, not, not <laughs> right. just somebody putting on a costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, that was one of the things, like the very first time I went to Comic-Con, I was sitting uh, in something waiting for, you know, the next, you know, the next thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like a video game for like, um, like Marvel Civil War, like the, the video game, you know, way back. And all of a sudden, like halfway through, they're like, oh, and Stan Lee's going to join us for the rest of the panel. and all of a sudden you're like wait what (laughs) and then he's freaking hilarious and that was one of the best like the last half hour that was like one of the best things i ever sat through at comic-con panel wise you know and i hadn't like no interest in the game or anything but i did have interest in the in him answering people's questions about the characters and stuff that he created and you know how they were fitting into you know what they were doing with the game and stuff and you're just like all right that was cool, you know. So yeah, that that's always an interesting experience at Comic Con, where uh, based on the way things work, mm-hmm. you got to get into a room as early as possible sometimes mm-hmm. uh, before the thing you actually want to uh, see. And sometimes you sit through th- some real stinkers, and then other times you come across some really some really interesting things where you're like, oh, that was a cool experience, or oh, I'm going to check that out later. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And you, you find some stuff, too. Like Supergirl, I, I would have checked out eventually, but I would have been not excited about it just because I'm burned out on comic book stuff. And Lucifer, I th- the trailer, I thought it looked just cheesy and awful. And the the pilot was great. And I, I'm just I'm so shocked. <laughs> but I would have rather given all that to go to the NASA panel. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was awesome. That's that's a great that's book cool. too. If you haven't read it, that's a great book. I haven't read it, but um, I did download it as soon as I got back to the hotel that night. So now I'll, I'll be reading it soon. Oh, read it because you'll you'll see Matt Damon as soon as you're done. You're like, oh, Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, they played the preview or the tra- you know for the trailer for the movie too. Oh, so which good. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. What else did you see? What was you, any other ones? You know, I actually liked the player. That's the Wesley Snipes Philip Winchester one. I, I don't see- know. If, uh, that or not for sure NBC. I, mm-hmm. I like that just because I like the action comedy type thing. And yeah, it has, a, it's going to have a lot of action. Uh, it's got Philip Winchester from strike back uh, from strike back as, cause apparently it was in their contract uh, for the strike back guys to both end get, up at NBC, to get NBC shows uh, when <laughs> after strike back was canceled. So yep. the other one is on uh, blind spot. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that one was that one was really good. It really feels, I mean, from how, what they tell you is happening, mm-hmm. it feels like it's a person of interest, except right. they're uh, betting on the crimes. 
(laughs) instead of, you know, Mm -hmm. while sending somebody in to see if they can stop it. I mean, there's still the there's still the potential that this cabal of people that supposedly has created this thing that can predict crime Mm -hmm. is really just a bunch of people that are creating the crime themselves so they can bet on it. Uh, You know, that's that's a definite possibility. But at any rate. It's going to have Philip Winchester running around Vegas and other <laughs> a lot. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm not like Wesley Snipes. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an opinion about him one way or the other. I don't like seek out his movies, but I don't not watch them when they're on. But he was actually, I mean, he was pretty entertaining. He had some like pretty good comedic timing. You know, the sad thing about him, like as a huge movie buff, he is an immensely talented actor. Who got who just let himself get tempted by the money and end up doing tons of action movies, cheesy, crappy action movies. He was a great actor before all that happened. So I I really hope this does well and reestablishes him. Well, there was a time where he started doing a lot of cheesy action movies, you know, filmed in various countries in Europe and things like that because he let himself get to that point. Yeah. Well, he needed the money to pay to pay off yep. the IRS. You know, all the yeah, all the this type of you know not paying taxes and what have you. And so it came, comes down to where you you need you need whatever check you can get. Uh, but this you know this has him playing the more you know that cool persona. But there's a scene in the first episode though that shows that he can kick a little ass himself. Yeah, because without even, I mean, in his, what, three-piece suit and his tie, he took yeah. Philip Winchester down with, like, one hand. Was, yeah. <laughs> well, Philip Winchester said in the press room that when they were trying to figure out, like, what they were going to do for this scene, he, he, was like, he was like, what if I do this? And he goes, he just took me down. <laughs> just, like, for reals. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, the the dude's no joke. <laughs> Yeah, I hope that I hope that show lasts. It looks pretty good. I want to see it. I definitely want to see it, and I will because it's right before Blacklist, which I do a whole podcast on. So <laughs> I'll definitely be watching it. Uh, so, how about uh, press room wise, Leah? You're in a you're in a few. Yeah, you know, Lucifer would be my favorite press room. <sighs> Did you hug him? I would have hugged him. Yeah, I have I have a picture with him. I took a picture with him because uh, <laughs> Melissa and Stacy, who I was at staying with. Um, they both made. They actually, Melissa made Stacy and I go to the um, the screening for the mm-hmm. pilot for Lucifer because we were like, nah, that doesn't really, that's not really us. And she's like, yeah, that's Tom. He's in Miranda. Mm-hmm. You know, the BBC show. You've got to go. We're gonna go see it. She goes, he's my future husband. So then, when I ended up in the press it's my room, future husband. Yeah, when I ended up in the press room, I took a picture with him and sent it to her, and I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> But yeah, that was and Kevin Alejandro is going to be on there. They replaced the ex-husband. Good. That was about the yeah, weeks. Lauren German. Yeah, yeah, Lauren German's ex-husband is going to be Kevin Alejandro. I'm good with that. So, yeah. yeah. It, it's really fun show. I really hope. I mean, it's on Fox, so you give it five episodes, it'll probably be gone. But <laughs> you know, I, I definitely I hope it catches on. It was really even though it's it's a little murder of the week, I think from yeah. the start, but. It's got enough mythology, I think, to keep people. Yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah, well, these days it's trying to hit that sweet spot of the you know the serialized procedural mm-hmm. to keep things going. But I'm I'm really disappointed, Leah, that you didn't say the CBS Television Studios press and wasn't your favorite. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sad. 
is that? Can I answer that under the weirdest thing <laughs> yeah. that I saw while looking around? <laughs> what, what did you see? I don't spoiler, know what. What's the spoiler deal? alert for later? Oh. Uh, well, the the CBS Television's press room was. Uh, they had people from. Well, they had the some producers from Extant. Uh, they had producers and actors from Zoo, producers and actors from uh, Scorpion, and then uh, producers and actors from Limitless, which was the only one I was actually interested in. <laughs> and the reason I actually inquired about to CBS. And I was only there for Scorpion. I think each of us were only there for one. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, we had like, okay, you're our under the dome expert and you're yeah, our agree on shows that we'd all seen. So we each had to like designate one person to ask the questions because, Oh, and it was such a disaster. Yeah, it, was. <laughs> <laughs> it was so busy. You could barely hear. So you had to like yell your questions at people. And then the people had to yell back. And this, like the scorpion people were so tired that they were have like, like nonsensical answers and they were having conversations with themselves and, well, it was, it's also the CBS room is also very strange because as the press person sitting there waiting to ask questions, you have no idea who the people you, were. Well, you have no idea who's coming next. And while you don't normally know who's coming next in a press room, you at least know what show they're from <laughs> and you know who's supposed to be there. Uh, and so here you just had like this big piece of paper that had a bunch of pictures of all the. Uh, of all the people that were in the press room for all these different shows. Yeah, but not what show. But there was no order. And so you went from talking to, like, you know, some people from Limitless to talking to some people from Zoo. I heard somebody else, I, I think it was at another at another one of the tables, they they got confused as to who had sat down and they started asking them, like, a question about one of the other shows. And they're like, huh? we're, we're from Zoo. And they're <laughs> like, oh. And then asked it ask their zoo question you know? <laughs> i think at one point um kurt actually said so what's under the dome yeah. i mean that, that <laughs> was our under the dome question yeah, that was the question to it like ended uh <laughs> that ended the we had the three of the actors for it and and he was just like yeah so uh what's up with the dome <laughs> like are, are we gonna find out about the dome or what and they assured everybody that we would find out by the end of season three, and I still don't believe them. Right, but it's, sure, yeah. it doesn't matter. I've long, uh, uh, long given up. That's uh, although that is one of my favorite things. Uh, stories from podcast movement is uh, talking to Wayne Henderson from uh, Under the Dome Radio and uh, Mark Decote, who does an Under the Dome podcast at Solo Talk Media. They're all just really hoping that it gets canceled so that they can stop podcasting about it. I don't know. My, my buddy uh, Troy, my buddies Troy and Wayne, they do Under the Dome Radio, and even though I think they probably would be okay with the show in a way, they have a blast actually doing the podcast. Because well, they do have a lot of so fun. Crazy. But but Troy had to talk Wayne off the ledge to come back to like yeah. actually watch the rest of the episodes this season. I don't blame it. It's a crazy show from what I I stopped. Season two. So. Yeah, but Mark was talking that you know there's a but there's like a handful of under the dome podcasts and they all talk with each other and they all kind of really wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be just like more of a relief than a <laughs> than anything if if the show went away. And uh, but uh, I. I, I know where you're going, Leah. We could you, we could definitely save that for the weirdest thing that you saw or heard at, <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> at, at so Comic Con. Awesome. We'll move on to the next question. Uh, what was the best you know event or thing or something you did after the panel day was done? 
you know, at night uh, in and around Comic-Con. We'll start with you, Aaron. Uh, I went to the Conan taping with Jennifer Lawrence and the Hunger Games cast. Nice. <laughs> that was a blast. And I got to see Jennifer Lawrence, who I have an obsession with. Your future and, your future wife is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. I, well, my future uh, kidnap victim, most likely. <laughs> and, and they did you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people, I'm like, if you ever see a van pull up behind Jennifer Lawrence, that's me. Yeah. So, well, I just, I just look forward to the day that I get subpoenaed for the tapes of the original recordings of this episode I of TV Time Three. She will, she will be unhurt. She will, she will, she'll be treated like a queen. Uh, I got to see that. That was really, that was very surreal. I mean, it was, it was a cool event, and it was cool. I've never actually been, you know, I've been to screenings and stuff like that, but I've never actually been to a live. Conan taping, you know, of, of like a, a late night show. So that was kind of fun to see. Can you see the behind the scenes of of how the how the thing actually works? And yes, and it was it was funny because as you know, I I fawn over Jennifer Lawrence, and she was wearing a a really revealing dress. You know, I'm trying to say this is is not as non chauvinistic as I can, <laughs> or as non pervy as possible. Is <laughs> exactly. that what you're going yeah. for? <laughs> And in between in between commercial breaks, they would come and make up her chest, and <laughs> that was hysterical. Because I mean, every guy in that audience wanted that job. You know, where's the application process for that? Uh, I'd like that job. That's the glare of the bright lights, man. You can't you can't be uh, can't be causing problems on the yeah. It was pretty funny. You saw uh, Conan had like spinach in his teeth. So you had to, you saw how he dealt with that, you know, while the the taping was going. It was just some really cool behind the scenes stuff that I think you'd really have to visualize to to get why they were so entertaining. But band yeah. was great. Conan was great. It was fun. Yeah, how much time they actually take for commercial breaks, and you know, because mm-hmm. you know they're going to they're cutting for commercial here, and yeah, they took a legitimate commercial break. Whole two minutes or whatever, two and two, like Chuck. Uh, yeah, Chuck nicely done. <laughs> I said that to somebody the other day, and they were like, "What?" I was like, "Oh, oh two, and two. I was, <laughs> two and two. I was like, "Man, I just, I was like, that's even almost really before my time, but I still, you know, I, I'm still as a as a young, you know, a young kid. I do remember that on on TV. Uh, that was his thing of for you know, stay right there. We'll be back." How about you, Leah? You know, I always like the, um, is it the Hard Rock Cafe? The one that the sci-fi always takes over? Mm, yeah. Yeah, the um, Mary, Mary Jane's that they turn into whatever yeah. show they're promoting, which in this yeah. case it was The Expanse. The Expanse, yeah, which they had like 3D VR viewers that you could download the app on your phone. And then, I don't know, it was, they put, I don't know, sci-fi put quite a bit of effort into it. It was just very, it's very cool. I always like going there. I always make sure to have dinner there at least, you know, once or twice when I'm down there for Comic-Con because whatever sci-fi is done, they always go all out. You know, they had, you know, spacesuits and like I said, the VR viewers, you could look, you could download the app on your phone and then, you know, hold it up to your head. And every time you'd move right or left with your eyes, the expanse, you know, you could move through space and there would be like little space stations and planets and it was very cool. Yeah, I still have a couple of those sitting around. I haven't actually broke one out and and downloaded anything. Oh, well, you definitely anything. need to try it. And, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, we basically have the same phone, Leah, so I know it would work, apparently. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> a couple times sitting next to each other at the tables, we're like, is that your phone or is that my phone? <laughs> well, a couple times I was like, "That's 
wait, my phone's in my pocket. What's going on? <laughs> I was like, does that my- – no, that's not my phone. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's always cool, especially if, you know, you want, uh, you know, some $20 chicken strips. It's definitely the place to go. <laughs> right, yeah. It really I would do French yeah. fries and apple pie. So. I, I did have – I mean, the the brownie that I had was really good. It wasn't necessarily $9 good. <laughs> But for that, it came with one of the smallest scoops of ice cream I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. So when the waitress put it down, I looked at her and said, seriously? <laughs> for $9, that's all the ice cream I get on top of the brownie? And the guy across the table goes, what, did they scoop it with a melon baller? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. And then they sat down his, he got a sticky bun and I go, dude, the scoop of butter on top of your sticky bun is bigger than the ice cream scoop that I have. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. They should switch scoops. Uh, yeah. But yeah, definitely... that's, always the, that's always the place that when you're roaming around at the end of a night. Oh, yeah. On yeah. the way back from something or whatever. You just like walk through to see like if you know anybody mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's still there that hasn't. Uh, gone back to their hotels yet? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's something. It sounds like you you partied a lot. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of people party. <laughs> I'm the yeah. I'm the I'm the fly on the wall. More uh, I I go to the parties and stuff like that. But everybody else is uh, you know drinking all the cocktails and uh, and stuff like that. Then I did hang out with plenty of relatively drunk people <laughs> mm-hmm. at the Expanse Cafe mm-hmm. on various nights, which is a, a whole other set of entertaining. <laughs> uh, so how about any of the uh, things they had set up around Comic-Con? Like FX had a bunch of stuff set up for some of their shows, like a, a snow globe that you could get your picture taken in for Fargo, or there was a giant Snoopy house set up over in the parking lot on the other side of Petco Park. Uh, did you go through any of those? No, I didn't do any of that. But didn't Adult Swim took up the whole back too at the convention center? They did a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you do any I, of those, Aaron? I did not. No, I did uh, last year. It's it becomes like a theme park, so it's really <laughs> how much do you want to wait in line? And I just mm-hmm. it, it, to to give people an example, you never been to Comic Con, and I'm I'm not recommending you do it. I'm definitely not being one of those people who are like I went to Comic Con, you didn't. I'm telling you, as somebody that went. It is like everywhere you go, you're in the longest line ever, <laughs> and yeah. even if it's the bathroom. So, I mean, the last thing you want to do when you leave is go to another line. You know, you just want – I just wanted to leave. <laughs> yeah, there comes a certain point where you're just like, yeah, I just want to go get some food. <laughs> and- I, I just want to find somewhere where I can sit and eat and not have to sit in a line of a, a thousand people. Wonderful people that are fans like me, but still a lot of people. Although then it depends on where you go. You end up in a line to get into the restaurant. <laughs> yes, you uh-huh. do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we went to one. I can't remember the name of it, but we went there last year, and it was a great restaurant, and they had like a signature dish. It was like a lobster something. and A lobster burger. They have a lobster burger as like their signature dish. And this year they came back, and we came. We went back there because that's all my buddies wanted wanted to eat. And they didn't have it. Either. And they didn't have it. They had like a, a condensed thing. I'm like, you don't have your signature thing with your condensed menu. I don't even understand that. <laughs> they, con- yeah. they condensed their like their yeah their signature dish off the menu. That's that's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. That's uh, you're like that's the only yeah. reason I came. 
<laughs> Thanks. Yeah, and did you, any of you see the line for the Star Wars for Hall H for Star Wars uh, line? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. George yeah. Lucas is not coming. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to do Hall H. I just can't. I cannot bring myself to camp out or stand in line for more than. I've been in Hall H a couple of times, but always at the end of the day on Sunday, mm. where you can mostly just walk right in. Right. So I've actually been in Hall H, but that was – I hadn't been in Hall H until like a couple of years ago when I first uh, went in there. But yeah, any – some of the I, – I really <laughs> I really like Ray's rule of – now I'm not standing in line any longer than the actual thing I'm going to see is. So like <laughs> if, 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 if the panel I want to go see is an hour, I'm not standing in line for more than an hour to get into a thing that only lasts an hour. That is a good rule. So she didn't stand in a lot of lines. <laughs> Although she did get into some things uh, that you may not have expected. There was some like weird stuff. Like one of the days, like early on, like Hall H was oddly, while there had been people that had camped out, there, there's, it's still like once all those people got in, you could just at like 11 o'clock, you could just walk into Hall H. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so so she got in there and saw some uh, saw some stuff because she saw some tweets from other people. Uh, that's always follow your friends and the and then the Twitter accounts for the various <laughs> lines to see what's actually going on. But yeah, yeah some of those lines get ridiculous. Uh, that's why. I mean, I go to I go to hang out with people at the end of the day. <laughs> is is really why I go down there mm-hmm. is to see friends from around the country that all converge on San Diego for that that weekend. And then you know, get the TV stuff uh, during the day to go. I go to all the I go to all the press rooms. The first few years I went, I tried the lines, but they've only gotten worse in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just I can't stand in a line and not and then not get into something after you've been in a line for a couple hours and you're just like, well, that was a waste. <laughs> you know, <'cause>, yeah. <laughs> although you know, every once in a while you meet some cool people standing in line. You know, if you are standing in line. Don't just bury yourself in your iPad or your book or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. chat with the people around you. You know, make some new right. friends. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, the question we've all been waiting for: <laughs> What is the best, weirdest, strangest, <laughs> what have you thing that you saw while roaming around uh, Comic Con? And uh, we'll start with you, Leah. What? <laughs> what is? <laughs> I know the weirdest thing you heard. Yeah, that <laughs> while at Comic Con. CBS room was just a trip. It just how's that? Can't even, exp- even explain how weird the CBS room was. It was just so. Yeah, so we're sitting at the table. They bring Catherine McPhee. Huh? That's who it was. It was Catherine McPhee and and I. How do you say his name? El- Elias Gables, yeah. who plays the lead, down to the you know down to the, at the table, and somebody asked a a question. You know there was. It was a little weird as they sat down. There was some stuff about yawning and weird things at the beginning. And then somebody asked an actual question, and we kind of got into the interview. And then Amory asked if Camille – is it Camille Gaudi? Gaudi? However you oh, pronounce yeah, her I'd... last name. If she was going to be – if he knew if she was going to be back as his sister, if we were going to see her you know, more in the second season – and somehow, <laughs> and, and he said yes, and then Catherine McPhee said, 
something about them being too close, and it sparked an entire incest conversation. Really? <laughs> and it went on and on and on. They were having the conversation with themselves. And we were just sort of Ooh. the audience to this weird conversation that was taking that place. Is- Oh, it was it was so weird. Which I have the video posted out on <laughs> out yeah, on YouTube if you'd really like to watch. Good. Yeah, that sounds weird. And we will have a link to it in the show notes for those of you who would like to see exactly just, yeah. what we're talking about. It's just weird because you're right. It started with them, you know, it's like, how do you like Comic Con? Is this your first year? And they just started yawning. And then they were talking about how they were so delirious. They were, you know, so tired they were delirious. And then a question about his sister, the character of his sister, sparked them having a conversation well we just all sat there and looked at each other like well okay we're gonna we're gonna talk about this after they get up right this is gonna <laughs> she was he was like yeah she, she'll be back she's great and started to say something and Catherine Raffi was like something about they're a little too close kind of <laughs> incestual and then it was the table was off <laughs> it was it was gone it was, <laughs> it, was it was on its own oh that's crazy insane so how about you aaron you got can you top that <laughs> so uh, weird or strange that you saw there, or heard I saw, uh, there was a oh, i'm trying to remember what i was uh eight agents of shield Mar- marvel agents of shield and they had uh agent carter was right before that and a hilly atwell beautiful woman you know I, a gorgeous woman and there was a guy next to me while i was watching the panel that was just leering and making noises and just being as uncomfortable as I think I've ever heard a grown man act. To the point where I'm like, maybe I should call security because this guy is weird. And I mean, he I mean, just audibly uh, showcasing to the world that uh, I think he likes Haley Atwell a little bit. <laughs> it was very <laughs> creepy and very, very awkward. Maybe maybe have a hard time uh, enjoying the panel because I'm like. I really want to find another seat, but there's nowhere else to sit. (laughs) Nowhere else to sit. That was the weirdest thing. I saw a lot of people that are really decked out and dressed up, and that's That's always my favorite part. Yeah, I love. But at Comic Con, that's not weird or strange. No, No. it's normal. (laughs) Nope. But it is weird when they start when they try to start charging for it. I really don't appreciate that. I think that's. Going, I think that's that shows that you're not there for fandom. You're just there to try and get a get a buck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really did. The lines are really the strangest and weirdest thing I saw because, you know, it was many times I've been to convention and stuff. It always boggles my mind how long people will wait for the the fleeting chance to see just just nothing really. I mean, <laughs> well, to to see their favorite actor. From the back of a room on a big yeah, screen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like sitting in their living room for that. <laughs> I mean, from what I understand, this, the Star Wars panel. I mean, they went to a concert afterward. That's cool, but that rarely happens. And so, I mean, there's a long line. People are waiting hours, days, <laughs> for certain things. Mm-hmm. I just I don't understand that level of fandom. But God bless them if they're willing to do it. But that, to me, that's always I find strange that people would camp out. To see something that'll be on YouTube about 10 minutes after it's over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, there is something to being part of the experience of actually being in the room uh, for some of those things. But then again, sometimes you're just 
yeah, I like that, but not that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, you know, I've been in some panels that are, you know, they're really funny. It's a great time. Uh, and the sort of camaraderie with a giant group of people that are way into this thing like you are, you know, there's something to be said for that. But there's also something to be said for actually doing something at the convention <laughs> as opposed yeah. to just standing in line all day. It's like I, I didn't spend this money and come all this way to wait. You know what I mean? If I, I'll find something else. Yeah, I suppose like one day, like if there's a like a specific thing, like that's like at the top of your list, and then, then go for it. Mm-hmm. When you're doing that every day for, <laughs> and and you end up seeing like five things by the end of it, uh, and I guess you get to you know maybe you got to hang out with your friends in line for you know the whole day or whatever, but. I don't like anybody that much yeah. <laughs> for the whole day. I mean, that's a long time. And, and like it's... I said, you know, meet some new people in line, but what if you don't like them? <laughs> and then you're stuck with them for the rest of the day right? Uh, to get into that line. But, but yeah, still, I mean, we... <laughs> but it's also something that if you're into this type of stuff, it's almost something you, you got to try to experience at least once. Like you got oh, absolutely. You, you got to go to it at least once. It's. I think for anybody that's ever wanted to go, you should definitely go, and then judge for yourself if it's worth going back. All right, Aaron, what's the best piece of swag you came back with? Oh, it's gonna sound really pathetic, but an Iceman patch that you like sew onto a shirt or a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> my my brother in law is this huge Iceman fan, like the the car, the comic character, the X Men character, and that's his favorite char- character ever, I guess. But there's there's nothing you can find in it. All that stuff. If you go if you go to the to the the giant expo where you have tons of vendors and there is no Iceman of anything to find in that entire place. I spent probably two and a half hours looking for anything that that was just Iceman. And lo and behold, I was just getting ready to give up and I find this stupid little patch that he probably could care less about. <laughs> and I but I still it's from Comic Con and I got it in this stupid hall. I'm buying it. And that was that was my, my most treasured piece of swag. How about you, Leah? I made my mission this year to be a minimalist. <laughs> I was not going to leave with a suitcase that I did not come with. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I didn't come back with anything except the bag that they give you when you get your badge. That was it. Oh. And which bag did you end up with? Yeah, which bag? Um, I got the Gotham, not the villains, but the mm. the good guys. Which nice. was, I mean, yeah, it makes a very good laundry bag. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's what we use ours for. <laughs> nice. I have an iZombie one from last year, and I can't remember what the other ones were. But, yeah, we use them as our laundry bags. Yeah, I got the Batman versus Superman. Score! Nice. Yeah, that's 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 the one I got was uh, Batman versus Superman. But I think uh, for me, as the the T-shirt I got made at the Warner Brothers party, uh, which has uh, the Flash logo on the front uh, mm. and the iZombie uh, logo, or I love you for your brains, and then the iZombie <laughs> logo on the back. So that's funny. Uh, that's uh, I do like that show too. That's growing on me. Yeah, that's a good one. That was that was the best thing I came back with, and also. Other than the bag, pretty much the only thing uh, I came back with, and one of those uh, 3D viewers from mm-hmm. from the from the Expanse Cafe. That's like the 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 few things that I actually I actually came back with from from Comic Con. 
I actually heard, <laughs> you said with like another bag or something like that. I actually heard a story of somebody that once uh, left clothes so that they could pack the <laughs> like books and other things that they had, you know, and, and shirts and other or like other things they had picked up there. They they left clothes they brought to take back oh things goodness. they got while they were there. Really, so that they didn't have to check another bag. Yeah, yeah, like go get another bag or something. And I was just like. Uh, there's a UPS store in the Bayfront. Just you know, yeah, <laughs> like put it in a Just box. And, yeah, exactly. And mail it to you. I mean, unless yeah. unless it's some really cheap clothing or something like that, and you needed a new wardrobe, anyways, or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, not to. That's pretty funny. So, much. so <laughs> what's the best? What's the what's your best memory? What's your best takeaway, Aaron, from from the weekend? Uh, best memory. I was on the trolley. Coming, going to the convention center from the hotel. Uh, you'll find if you ever go, take the trolley. It's so if you have one near you, it's so much faster than that bus system. Even though the bus system is great, um, I was going to the convention. There's a there was a dad on the on the trolley with his boys, young boys, probably five, six, seven, somewhere in that area. And these kids were just so excited, and dad was so excited because they were sharing his joy. It just honestly just reminded me why I'm a fan of things, and I. I love that interaction between the two of them. It reminded me of being a kid. So that was it. That was my most uh, yeah, sort of the the pure the pureness of going of of going to an event like this. Yeah, before the anger and the <laughs> everything. Falls in, yeah, before the, the hours of standing in line and everything else sets in. Yeah, uh, before you're punching to... a guy for a for a Deadpool doll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Leah? So I almost tripped Norman Reedus. <laughs> what? I'm, I know. I'm 5'2". I never tuck my feet in when I sit down because my feet do not stick out. It's just never – it never is a problem at all. And I'm sitting at the Bayfront, and he comes around the corner, and he cuts the corner. And at the last second, I pulled my feet in. And the girl who's sitting next to me saw it, and she goes, why didn't you just trip him and then help him up? <laughs> like, <laughs> seemed mean (laughs) she was was totally appalled that i did not trip him and then you know like put my hands on him to help him up (laughs) i'm kind of with her and i'm I'm straight but i i I kind of i'm with her yeah i get it (laughs) i get it how about you jason the best i don't know the best thing is all the various uh, times it's you know it's hard to pick one thing out but it's all the various times hanging out with people afterwards uh, at at some of the parties or at the, you know, the getting plates of bacon or brownies, you know, at the Expanse Cafe, and some of the some of the before that going in early and some you know meeting up with the friends for breakfast and stuff like that that you only get to see in person that yeah. one time a year. Uh, those are those are the things I I come away with. The, that's my favorite part of really going uh, is. You know, it's it's almost like if I ever if my press access ever went away to, to go, I'd almost go get a hotel just to hang out at night with uh, with everybody because that's that's a lot of the fun of going to the uh, going to events like that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that was a whole lot of Comic Con talk. <laughs> <laughs> So hopefully uh, you you enjoyed it and uh, and and again if if you went to Comic Con 
send us send us back your best you know your best memories uh, and or the weirdest things you saw uh, from from Comic Con. I I'd love to hear different experiences that people have you know going to these things because everybody goes for different reasons. You know, some people are actually there for comics, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> of all things, or to meet their favorite artist or to get a glimpse of, of, you know, their, their, their favorite actress, you know, being prepped during the Conan interview, you know, <laughs> all kinds of weird, you know, different things that people go there for. It was nice. But uh, we'll, we'll move on uh, to the uh, primetime segment. And uh, first up, uh, Humans. Uh, the last episode that's aired is season one, episode six, uh, which is uh, titled "Episode Six. Very clever with their titles. Uh, and uh, we're two episodes away. It's only an eight-episode season. Uh, but uh, Aaron, I think you said you're three episodes in, and uh, and sort yeah. of mentioned earlier that it's a it's a bit of a slow burn for you. Where are you, are you going to? continue on since there's only five more episodes to go for this season? I don't, I'll be honest, man. It's really teetering on me. It's, you know, like I said, uh, we do movie and TV and in summer it's a lot more movies, you know, and cause you know, there's less TV. So I don't have as much time to watch television as I would like as I do in the, in the fall. And it's just, it's, it really needs to be engaging. I think I'm at the point where when I start a new show, I give it three episodes and if I'm not hooked by the third episode, I, I usually just I'm done. You know, there's a few shows I'll make an exception, like Agents of Shield. I gave it a full season before I decided I'm done with the show. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, this one it's it's really been a slow burn. It's really been a lot of plotting plot points. Uh, there's been a couple things that happen, but every single episode, and this I'm, I finished the third episode, so I'm not definitely not caught up. I'm sure a lot of things can have happened, and and it's gotten more exciting. I have no idea. But but the end of the third episode, I'm just, every single one of these episodes, I've looked at my, I looked at the time, wondered, uh, you know, what's where what? does the third episode end? Refresh my memory. Uh, well, I don't want to say I'm big on spoilers, so I, I really <laughs> well, I don't. mean, what I'm trying to say, what the, uh, well, if anybody's listening to this right now, the primetime segment is, you know, if you're if you're listening to it and you get spoiled, it's your fault. Well, that, well, go ahead. This is where we talk spoilers. Go yeah, ahead. I'm, I'm going to talk about episode six, and I have some things to say. So, <laughs> tell us where you are at episode three. <laughs> no, go, go ahead. You guys talk about episode six. I'm just I, I'm at the point where I don't know if I want to continue with the show because honestly, I there's so there's plots going on that I'm not uh, really engaged in. Um, I honestly don't even. I mean, there the, there's a the the prostitute bot. I can't. I couldn't tell you any of their names because I'm just bored. Yeah. Silly. <laughs> It's just it's just not working for me personally. But so you guys can spoil it. It's I'm really I'm not working. Trying to see I, does episode three end with her getting out of where she's being used as a prostitute? No, that was episode two. That was the second episode. That's where she, uh, if it's safe, uh, she kills a guy. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, to get two. out of the yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, because I'm because right now I'm trying to piece it together because it's just you know one long episode. Uh, it is very con- yeah, it's very concurrent. It's- once I've watched it all, but yeah, for me, I've the overall story at at first, uh, it's kind of intriguing. Uh, the idea of bringing home an android robot being like the latest tech gadget <laughs> in the home uh, type of thing, where 
every so often they get they get outdated and you get a new one and you recycle the old one even though they all look human mm-hmm. and and they're made to look human i i was fascinated by that sort of idea but what intrigued me most is the performances the people playing the robots are so freaking good mm-hmm. yeah well it's true and who anita and who she's you know two separate people yeah. and her entire face changes when she's playing mia compared to when she's playing anita it's incredible and and then it, yeah it has the 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 subplot of that there's a handful of them that uh the original you know, that one of the original designers was able to uh create uh basically uh, uh you know data with the feelings chip Mm-hmm. Uh, from from Star Trek and or the Star Trek Next Generation, so they have feelings. They're they're able to pass as human much better than than the other ones that are obviously. While they look human, they the actors are so good at playing it just slightly robotic, so they do seem like they're very advanced because this is set in the future, mm-hmm. and they look very human. But just when they're their, their ability to stay still. Uh, I'm not sure what kind of contacts they give them so that it sort of takes uh, a little bit, gives them a little bit of that, you know, that uncanny valley, that little bit of deadness in the eye that I became fascinated by watching those performances. And yes, it is slow, but I think there's some interesting twists that come in subsequent episodes uh, where you find out more about these other groups uh, the you know where you find out more about the group that's you know trying to chase down these androids that have mm-hmm. the feelings, uh, mm-hmm. and well, episode six is where they start to really because I will agree with the slow burn. It it was kind of I mean it was a little slow getting started, but but yeah, you also you also find out more about the who and the why it all comes kind of together, and the guy that's uh, the guy that's sort of the leader of the five robots or the four mm-hmm. robots. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, there's a big twist of what you find out about him being the son of the original creator. Uh, yeah, because he's a little bit different than... Yeah, he's not He's not a robot. No, but he's, but he's also not, human not exactly human. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> so he's sort of, uh, he's sort of human, but sort of a robot. Uh, and, and you find out what the exact relationship between him and Mia is. Which is not what I expected. And the relationship that starts to to develop between, I can't remember her name either, but the prostitute bot that... Yeah, it or, starts with an N. It's like Niska or yeah, something Niska, like that. Uh, mm-hmm. When uh, she's told to go wait with... That I, other professor, doctor yeah, guy. One of the guys that was one of the original creators uh, mm-hmm. to wait with, wait with him. Mm-hmm. He realizes from the news coverage, like what she had done, you know, that she's the... <laughs> She's the person that actually killed the uh, the guy at the, but yet still he's he handles fa- it very well. He's fascinated by that she can feel, but you know that she can feel pain and and the whole idea that he you know he finds out that she's nine, yeah, and she is both just a child, but yet looks and and can learn like a fully grown adult kind of. Well, and they explain that that's why he got kicked off the project too. Yeah, was because he didn't agree with the. Um, it was David El- David Ellis. I don't yeah. know. They didn't agree with the original guy's vision of cognitive, you know, feeling. But yeah, now was still. But now was completely fascinated by the idea 
that you know it had actually that, that he was actually able to accomplish it, and oh. not just accomplish it, but that they weren't that he was finding out that these weren't like recent, you know, or or, or something. Yeah, it was fourteen, I think, uh, that, right? That he had, yeah. That basically, if you go back to, you find out that uh, Mia is fourteen uh, years old, but mm-hmm. was created to be able to feel that far back, and so in their history he was gone after any of that and never knew that any of that happened. I just think there's a lot of interesting story. And while it continues to go along uh, kind of slow, there's a, a little bit more action points uh, here and there. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there's some really interesting emotional moments and stuff that happens within the family uh, dynamic. And I don't mind the slowness of it. There was enough things that I was fascinated by that kept me interested in it from week to week. Uh, mm-hmm. That when that when these other things started happening, there's another to, to go full spoiler. There's another where you find out that uh, one of the detectives, the female detective, yeah, she's one of them. She's a she's a robot that has feelings, mm-hmm. uh, and and but yet nobody uh, nobody Nobody's seems to know. To that. I'm interested yeah. to find out more about her because you've seen these other interactions with the robots, and usually when an android meets another android, they they like download to each other. They they say something to each other, or yeah, they're, they, ask, they're they able keep to these why they don't share yeah. if they're not on the same network. But or they're whatever. also able to detect that you know whether they you have a heartbeat or not. You know, mm-hmm. so they can detect between between the two. And there's a lot of other androids that are like working in the police station. You know, answering yeah. phones and stuff like that. So I'm interested to find out like what how kind they've of not ver- called her out yet. Yeah, how she's been able to. Uh, not just fool the humans, but be able to like what kind of version of it, of a robot is, and what's her, and like what's yeah. what's her what is she she's like doing this side investigation where she's not keeping things she's keeping some things from her partner, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like why does she want to find them? Well, yeah, because the group doesn't seem to be looking for her. The group, yeah, all doesn't group uh, up yeah, they're basically and like even in the main guy's his memories, you never see her the detective yeah so you don't know where this one got built or how many others there might be out there like that and and what her reasoning for wanting to find these other ones that she's now hearing about Uh, is she looking because she doesn't know any others that are like her and she's trying to find that or she wants to also get rid of them for other reasons or something i don't know i just (laughs) think there's a lot of stuff that starts happening uh, that I found uh, really compelling. Uh, that uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes in the in the next couple episodes. Yeah, well, and I'm glad it got picked up then because I can't imagine they'll be able to wrap everything up. In yeah, because I, yeah, I have a feeling that it doesn't end like necessarily in, with a clean, <laughs> with <laughs> right. Sort of a, a clean spot where you're where there's obviously more story to tell, but. I think we're going to end up in the middle of the story they're telling here. Yeah, and I feel like it's going to be a Walking Dead where they, you know, just end somewhere, and then you have to wait six months. I wish or something. it was. If, I so, just yeah. I was going to say, Aaron, any of the stuff we've talked about <laughs> pique your interest at all? Into not, not really. I think, man, X uh, X Machina, Machina came out earlier this year, and I'm a huge fan. It's still my favorite movie of the year, and this is very similar in terms of what they're going for to a degree, just obviously more expanded story and, you know, going into uh, more specifically with the AI and emotions and 
and that sort of thing, and the the Turing test, I'm sure, is going to come into play. It's it, it's just it, it's just not engaging, I guess, for me. I, it's not working for me. I think it's a very uh, thoughtful show. I think it's a very methodical show, and I definitely encourage people to check it out and then make that determination. It just it just hasn't started clicking for me yet. You know, it happens sometimes. A lot of times, there's shows where it's just it's just not working for you. Yeah, there's uh, there's plenty of shows that I I've even watched and and gone. You know, people are like. You, you mean you didn't keep up with that? It's the best show ever, and you're just like, it's it's really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's it is a very well done show. The acting is superb. You know, the production value is outstanding, but it just doesn't do it for me. Like, there's the story they're telling is just not something I'm interested in right now. You know, type of thing. <laughs> and, and I might revisit it later, like after. You know, I don't have X Mankin as not so fresh in my mind, and you know, maybe that's clouding it somewhat. Maybe I'll come back to it, but as of right now, it's just not. Or maybe you'll hear that season two just really rockets out of the gate, and you know what? That doesn't work for me. (laughs) Agents of Shield. I finished that whole stinking season, and I wanted that show just to end. You weren't one of the people that that thought it got better with with uh, Captain America. No, I, I didn't. I mean, yeah, four, the last four episodes were more engaging, but I still, I was, I was so done with that show. And then everybody, everybody says, "Oh, season two is great." I don't care. You couldn't pay me to watch that show again. I'm done. You can't exactly say that you didn't give it a fair shot to try it. No, no, I gave it a fair grab, shot. Grab your attention. Uh, all right, we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is Unreal season one, episode ten. Uh, titled Future, the season finale. And this show is, I mean, Unreal is the best title. <laughs> it, it makes total sense uh, for the show. Uh, Aaron, you haven't watched. Have Had you seen anything about the show? I, I know a little bit about it. Uh, Troy, our mutual friend Troy, he yeah. tells to watch it all the time. <laughs> It's it's just it's another one of those things where it's summer. I have very limited, and there's certain shows that I have to watch during the summer, and this just isn't yeah. made the list. <laughs> yeah, Troy. Yeah, Troy definitely got it. Got into got yeah. got into this one too. I was by far shocked at how much I got into it because first off, it, when when you first saw it, the commercials and stuff made it seem like it was way more maybe a campy, funny look. Mm-hmm. At you know the behind the scenes of a bachelor type show, and it's not. It's and dark. It is so not. It is one of the. It's one of the darker shows on TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the contestants ends up committing suicide in the middle of the season. Yet the show continues on. And they talk about how great the ratings are. They should kill somebody every season. <laughs> yeah, it is. Huh. It is darkly comedic, uh-huh. uh, with some outstanding performances. And I still at the way it ends, I. I'm like, what is season two? Like, they're doing it. It's going to be them doing another season of this because of how things play out. You know, how are they going to, you know, how are they going to top the drama in, in what they're doing? No. And the cast just has such good chemistry because, I mean, it's Constance Zimmer and. And Shuri, just, Shuri Appleby. Yeah, I mean, which is why I started great. watching with Shuri Appleby because I love her. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll give it a try. I, I hate reality TV in general, and I'm not sure I'm going to like this, but oh, my gosh. But this also makes you go, how much of <laughs> how much manipulation is there? You know there is, but I always thought that 
some of the shows were more, they would set something, you know, they might sort of say, we're going to do this and then send these people to an event and then film it and then edit it into what they want and not necessarily manipulate it throughout from step by step (laughs) to try and get the outcome they want. Uh, And and it makes you wonder like how much of that stuff actually happens in these bachelor type shows and also why the term (laughs) quote unquote reality for these shows is ridiculous. (laughs) Right. Well, the lady who um, created it with Marty Noxon, whose name I cannot think of Sarah something. I think she was a producer on the bachelor. Who's that? Whoever the lady who created the show with uh, Marty Noxon. Oh, I was like Marty Noxon didn't, she did Buffy, right? (laughs) No, yeah, <laughs> the lady who created it with her name, I cannot quite think of at the moment. She was a producer on The Bachelor. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, so, yeah, but it just makes you you look at it and you go, how much is this things that actually happened? And how much is this is sort of something that happened, but we're ratcheting it up to the most extreme version of that thing for right. the show. Chris Harrison even commented on it. He's the host of The Bachelor. Is it Chris Harrison? I've I've seen I've seen maybe a minute and a half total of The Bachelor, and that's from ads yeah. that I ha- didn't skip through fast enough. Uh, I think so I, I couldn't tell you. I think he said it at the TCAs. I think someone asked him what he thought about the show, and he said that it was it was awful. That what they were doing was like a travesty. Or I mean, he made all this <laughs> this huge. It's a lifetime show. I mean, what I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he was very upset about it. I've, I figured that a lot of these types of things happen, but not to the, uh, that not to the full extreme of which they do to create the drama in the show for Unreal. Uh, but I but I have no doubt that some of these things have happened in these different types of shows along the way. But I I found the show completely it, it drew me in from the first episode. I more checked it out because, like I said earlier, I usually try and check out everything or as many things as I can. Uh, mm-hmm. At least the first episode, and and then when I saw it, and it was 180 degrees from what it looked like it was going to be, and that it was actually interesting. Uh, and then I I love Sh- uh, Shuri Appleby and Constance Zimmer yeah. from various other things that they've been in, and so you know they're both really good in this. Yeah, they have such a great dynamic. It's like especially the way like the the season daughter. ends with them yeah. with them both telling each other uh, that that they love each other, but yet looking at each other, they're going to kill each other. Yeah. But yet she, she's looking at her after mentioning that she could kill somebody on the, right. <laughs> on the set and then looks at her like she's talking about her and then says that she really means this other guy, but then continues to like stare at her what? and then, and then, and then says, it. and you know, I love you. Right. And then continues to stare at her like, uh-huh. Uh, that's unreal. It's one of those shows that I actually watch live. And I mean, by live, I mean, you know, 15 or 20 minutes in so that I don't have to watch the commercials, but I don't DVR it. I actually watch it, which is weird. I mean, I, 98% of the things I watch, I DVR and then I watch them. I couldn't even tell you what day they were on, but <laughs> <laughs> unreal is one that I always watch live. It's just, oh, it's just fantastic. Yeah. If you're into a, you know, sort of a darkly comic look at the behind the scenes making of a bachelor type TV show. I highly recommend checking out Unreal. And then we'll also be back for a second season. As everything that we're talking about here in the primetime segment is all in its first season and going to be back uh, for a second. 
but yeah, just the just the way it ends. What did you think of Jeremy showing up at Rachel's mother? You know, Rachel's mother's house. Rachel's uh, mother is because she's she's the one that needs help. It's not a. I mean, she's a psychiatrist that. She's a doctor, right? So she's yeah, a psychiatrist. She, yeah, she's a psychiatrist that treated her own daughter and her, and, and her husband. Yeah, and and basically basically keeps her her husband medicated, uh, and and did to Rachel for a while too. And then she she offered Rachel twenty thousand dollars at one point if she would continue therapy with her. Yeah. I just don't think that I don't know. My mother and I would kill each other if we had to do therapy together. But he was obviously a, really pissed off at the situation yeah, I mean, to go and the, set that up. My daughter watches that show with me, and uh, she's like, oh, that was just mean. <laughs> she goes, that is the worst thing that anybody could have ever done. Yeah, he was – I'm not saying that Rachel hasn't completely – I mean – Yeah, screwed everybody over throughout the show. I'm not saying she hasn't completely lost it and maybe deserves it, but that just – you know, he said he was done with her, but he, he clearly is – is still upset enough to meddle well, he with said her. He was done with her and would make sure that he, ne- she never did that to anybody ever again. Huh? Uh, so yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty dark itself. Yeah. I can see, uh, I can see her mother having her committed or at least attempting to. Yeah. Or something like that. There's definitely going to start off the next season with some, some problems there, but, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see what the actual, show is they're going to be doing like what is it just going to actually be they're sort of stuck thing other things didn't quite work out so they're still just going to be doing like season 18 or whatever it is of of everlasting adam will be back or not because i don't know he has such great chemistry with sheree and (laughs) they they engineered to leave him (laughs) yeah (laughs) leave him standing without a bride at the end of of the show uh yeah that was there was oh, so much stuff that happened in that, uh, but we'll uh, we'll move on to the last show on the list uh, for the primetime segment, which is Stitchers, uh, season uh, one, episode ten, uh, full stop. Which I don't know might be good advice is just <laughs> just to stop here, just to stop, <laughs> and and to not and to not go on. This got a little bit of a you know a sci fi ish uh, angle to it. Uh, had you heard it? Had you seen anything about it, Aaron? No, I, I don't even know what the show is, honestly. So it, it's Dollhouse with less thought and on the CW. Well, it's basically Ooh. if you really, it's it's I Zombie mm. or uh, or True Calling because uh, basically it's that there's been a computer program and stuff uh, built that they can what they call stitch into somebody who's recently died mm-hmm. and. Somebody can, you know, basically hook in and and walk through their memories and see the things they saw. So it's it's basically a way of trying. It's a it's a it's a procedural, like an like an eye zombie, and that there's some sort of a case or murder or something that's being investigated. Uh, but instead of eating the brains uh, to get to it, this they have uh, somebody uh, get in a pool of water with a thing on their head and stitch into <laughs> and walk around. And she has to be in a very skin tight, low cut outfit for this to work. Yes. <laughs> so, so in water yeah. and with a skin tight outfit on, it's very, yeah, it's very scientific. Yes, it's very scientific. <laughs> Science. I, I originally checked it out because it had it's really hit or miss on ABC Family. Some stuff is is totally great, mm-hmm. and some stuff is the Secret Life of the American Teenager, mm-hmm. and so. 
you, you never quite know. So I checked it out because uh, Sally Richardson Whitfield uh, mm-hmm. from Eureka is in it. And also uh, Allison Scagliotti from uh, Warehouse 13 is in it. And I like both of them from that. Uh, nobody else in the show had I ever really seen in anything before uh, other than. Uh, well, they brought Oded. Yeah, Oded Fair, yeah. who came yeah. in as sort of the overall project leader or is somewhere in upper management above Sally Richardson Whitfield's character in this in the Stitchers program. But it was originally those other two that I sort of I was like, well, I like them. I like them on that show. It'd be nice to see them on TV again. And uh, I've been watching and I've sort of kept up with it because some of some of it is interesting. Some of the the character stuff is kind of interesting. But ultimately, where we end up at the end, where they drop this thing that they actually met as children and they're now working in the field, (laughs) in the same field and stuff. Uh, They also dropped the 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 thing of how she got her condition which i pretty much had figured out long ago yeah uh that that's where that where it was where it was going and yeah. and so while it's going to be back for season 2 i'm not sure that i will be back for season 2 i'm kind of yeah. surprised that i made it to the end of season 1 <laughs> you in the same place leah yeah it's one of those shows i watch in the background like i'm doing something else while you're folding laundry TV. out of your uh, comic con bags Yes, out of of my iZombie laundry bag. (laughs) Watching the show going, man, I can't wait till iZombie comes back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's just very, like, they heavily manufactured the whole Destiny thing. It just was too, I don't know. It's not superb acting, and it's like they're trying to get a lot of missed connections and secret mythology all together, and it's not, I don't know, it's not working quite right. Yeah, and it's coming off as highly manufactured as opposed to, Oh, that's a really interesting twist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah. And if you can't, and I don't know if you can't see the twists coming, then you have never watched a television show. (laughs) Not ever because it is very much, you can sit down at the beginning of the episode and be like, Oh, well that's the guy who killed them. And Oh, they're going to end up doing this. And I mean, it's very, Mm -hmm. it's very much that, mold of tv that you just i mean you just know what's going to happen and how it's going to go and i don't know yeah i'll I'll be surprised if i end up watching it next season yeah so i'm kind of surprised they got a second season i guess it's doing it's doing okay we'll 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 see i have a feeling that when it does come back it'll be like mid-season next year not necessarily next summer or something and so well now i've already forgotten about it then and then my dvr yeah it'll be right in the middle of of a gazillion things in like February and I'll just be like, yeah, can't, can't do that yeah, <laughs> right exactly. now. I could sort of do it. I still don't know why when there was plenty of things I could have watched. <laughs> I know there's always yeah. something at any given time that I'm watching and I'm like, why am I watching this? Uh, that was uh scorpion <laughs> during the regular TV yeah. season. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Exactly. All right. That'll do it for the primetime segment. Uh, but we would always like to hear uh, your opinions on, you know, let us know what you think of humans and Unreal and Stitchers. Send us an uh, email at feedback uh, at tbttimes3.com or leave a comment on the show notes. Or as always, you can hit us up on uh, Twitter or we'll have where you can find Leah, Leah and Aaron on Twitter. And you can go tell Aaron why you think he should be watching humans. <laughs> <laughs> I already or, have some friends doing yeah, that for me. Or you can tell Leah and I why we're wrong about Stitchers, you know. Uh, let us know. I did that on the last 
I I asked for that feedback on the type of feedback on the last podcast, and then actually got it for mm-hmm. Mr. Robot. Yet since I was traveling and stuff, I hadn't seen Mr. Robot, and so mm-hmm. I ended up sort of getting spoiled on something that happens. Serves you right. Serves you right. <laughs> But yeah, send us your uh, your opinions because uh, I'm not traveling anymore for a while, so I won't. I'll be I'll be caught up uh, to be able to uh, respond back. Uh, speaking of which, if if you're wondering why I haven't responded to it, it's because I've tried to forget anything that I saw until I actually watched the episode. Uh, but then I will reply to you uh, to your tweet. But uh, we'll move on to the TV recommendations and uh, start with you, Aaron. What uh, would you like to to recommend? Something that you actually are watching and enjoying this summer? Absolutely, Hell on Wheels. I love Hell on Wheels. That is definitely been my summer show the last couple summers. I mean, a lot of people are into like Sons of Anarchy. Well, Twenty Four Living Our Day, but that was a while ago. It's one of those shows that nobody's talking about. You never hear anybody mention it um, in podcasts or online, really. But once AMC actually moved it to Saturday, it really found its spot. Yeah, it really found its, <laughs> its spot. It's kind of like an old-fashioned – it's not really – people think it's like an, an old action western. It's really not. It's really about living uh, a life uh, on the railroad at the time uh, when the railroads were being built as the railroad starts to go toward the West Coast. And it's one guy. It's Colin Bohannon. You follow him as he tries to – Complete the railroad as well as at this point he's trying to find his family as well. I mean there's a whole – there's four years of history. The first four years are all on Netflix and now they're in the final – I think the final 14 episodes but they're splitting them over two seasons. You're getting seven this year and seven next year. Kind of oh, like that's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love that, but I mean, I hate that. Yeah, I hate that too. I, I hate any type of a split of a season that puts you like anything under eight. It, it just seems like such a <laughs> such a waste. Such, yeah. a, such a waste. Like you're just starting to get into it, and it's like, oh, it's over. Got to wait for the next seven. I, I definitely think I'm like, why didn't you just make it sixteen and eight and eight? Yeah. It makes like Breaking mm-hmm. Bad was. I don't. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I love the show. It's every Saturday night. It's one of the. It is one of the very, very few shows. Justify was another one that I had to watch when it aired. I can't oh, explain why. I, oh, yeah. Oh, I love Justify. <laughs> we I've, I've watched it at least twice. I, I, tell, uh, I tell a buddy of mine, anytime I hear the words, we, we dug coal together, I cry. <laughs> so, if you ever watch the show, you know exactly why. But, man. Yes. Yes. Oh, it makes me cry. Oh. But, uh, but uh, Anson Mount it plays Bohannon. Great lead. He carries the entire show. It's it's just it's a really it's a really I don't even want to say fun because I don't even know if it's fun, but it's engaging. It's entertaining, and and Bohannon is just a great character to watch on television. I'm so bummed that more people don't watch it because it's so it's just entertaining. Love it. I love that show. Hell on Wheels. AMC on Saturday nights. Give it to AMC. They put it on. They decided to put it on Saturday nights, which is when they the death usually, slot. Yeah, well, usually for TV, you think of death slot, but is also the night for years and years and years. They've been playing westerns. Mm-hmm. They've been playing old western movies on Saturday nights forever. So this like fit right in, and it actually moved from Sunday nights to Saturday nights and like doubled its audience. You know, it really so. did. And, and one thing I'll say about the show, it's been, it was really bold this season. Which I was a very, I was very leery about at first, but very bold that they went a new direction. Bohannon's kind of like in a new world, so to speak. So most of the characters are new, 
outside of him. And that, that's real dicey for a show in its final year to basically almost start from scratch. It didn't really scrap the previous storylines. What it, it's doing is it's like building this world. And I think it's going to go back to some of the previous world. But it was really a, a bold strategy for the final season. That's really paying off. I'm really, really liking where it's going. That's hell on wheels. How about you, Leah? What is? What are you recommending this week? My fellow Justified so, fan. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, such a great show. Um, Playing House is some. I've been. I recommend Playing House too. Oh wait, and the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's Lennon. Uh, Lennon Parham. Parham. Yeah, and Jessica St. Clair, who they've done. I think they were in Best Friends Forever, which was a like a six episode summer show a while back one of those shows much like welcome to sweden that uh nbc put on and never told anybody about (laughs) which was was a shame because they're really funny and then um keegan michael key is in it it's just it's a great cast and it's i don't know it's usa it's a little half hour it's funny their comedic timing is just hilarious it's i mean they they have been friends for a very long time and you can tell and it's a lennon is pregnant and no longer with her husband and Jessica's her best friend and she leaves her corporate job and comes back to the town she grew up in, which was, you know, small town where her mother still lives and she's going to move in with her and help her take care of her baby. And Jessica's a disaster. And it's just, it's just a great show. It's very funny and well-written. A lot of the side characters are really funny Mm -hmm. on the show. And Mm -hmm. I was so glad when it actually got picked up for finally USA that it got picked up for a second season. Sad that it's only eight episodes. Yeah. Uh, And that's just yeah, uh, it was just great. You know, so that was uh, really bum- bummed on that scent. And, but I'm really bummed in that I really want to see what they're going, what USA is going to do. Are they going to, you know, pick it up? Yeah. Or the, if it does well, you know, how well does it have to do uh, for them to pick it up again? Because they've kind of gotten out of just as they were starting to get into. <laughs> Uh, they decided to get out of doing half-hour comedies. Yeah, uh, and now, yeah, they're mainly focusing on their one-hour dramas. and Which is a bummer because a couple of them have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have liked to – what was the recent – I can't remember. I'm blanking on the name of it now because it came and went so fast. Uh, with the They were doing the court cases. They were – I am really, really on top of it. Uh, <laughs> with, <laughs> but they were they were working in the – Oh, it was the public defender's office. Yeah, the public office? defender's office. What was the name yeah, of that and show? Yeah, so, like ex-husband worked there or something. She had yeah. to come back. Yeah, to... her ex was a prosecutor, and yeah. I cannot remember what the name of the show was or the actress at yeah, all. Totally... But yeah, <laughs> uh, totally blank on it. But yeah, that yeah, I'm glad Playhouse has not gone that direction. I'm glad that they brought it back for a second yeah. season. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like that show, and it, that it just seemed like that would have been a good thing to keep around, and then they could have paired it up with Playhouse when they actually did pick Playhouse. Uh, back up. Uh, it was just a sort of a weird thing. So I'm glad that we got another eight episodes of Playing House. I hope we'll get more, but I somehow doubt that we're going to. It just I know it, it just feels feel like good. they they just gave them another eight and and that it'll probably go away after that. But it's got such a great cast. It does, and they're just like the physical comedy that the two of them do together. It's just oh. I'm just hoping that more people maybe have heard about it from the first season and maybe have watched the previous season. And yeah, because they didn't do a whole lot of uh, promotion on this either. You know, come along and 
and watch this and, and maybe if it gets a little bit of a bump maybe they'll they'll be forced to keep it around <laughs> like yeah fingers crossed because it's a good one all right that's uh that's our recommendations uh, for this week uh, as always, you can find uh, we'll have more info regarding any of those uh, shows that we just uh, talked about, Hell and Wheels and Plain House, as well as uh, links to all the news stories uh, we talked about, and also a link to the video that, <laughs> that Leah and I talked about. <laughs> yeah, if you like uh, a very incest talk, if you want to see, if you want to see uh, actors talking about incest, we've got the video for you. And who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we'll have uh, links to all of that, as well as where you can find uh, Aaron and Leah online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 284. Uh, next week, Amory will be back with me, and our guest will be Corey Barker uh, from tv.com's Totally Tubular podcast. <laughs> and uh, we'll be talking uh, some more TV. Uh, and to close things out, normally I have no idea what to do anymore. Uh, I'm trying to figure it out because as of last week, we figured out that the place that we got the music from no longer exists. And so while we've been following the guidelines of that, since it seemed perfectly fine, I've never gone back to the site. But when I mentioned it to Mike last week, he was like, what's the site? And he tried to find it. And he's like, that's not there anymore. So I'm not sure if we still have the rights to use that <laughs> song clip uh, from... Uh, from the Asylum Street Spankers, so oh boy, it may or may not appear at the beginning and end of this podcast. Uh, I'm in the process of trying to find out what the new site that took over IODA PromoNet and what how things work and whether they're still doing the same thing. And but it's too funny. I've just been using it along for apparently like three years now that the site's been gone. But I haven't gone to produce any other podcast, so I haven't been looking for any new music. So I hadn't needed to go back to the site for any reason, uh, neither at any of my co-hosts, until somebody else doing a TV podcast said, hey, I could always use some music. Where'd you get that song from? And <laughs> turns out it's not there anymore. So this podcast may just open and close with me. <laughs> uh, or I, maybe I'll get Amory to hum something uh, next week on the podcast. I know she likes to sing uh, as well. But anyways... It may have the song TV Party from the Asylum Street Bankers, which I have no idea who it's provided by anymore, but it may not. And uh, with that, uh, thank you, Aaron and Leah, for joining me on uh, episode 284. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for being had. <laughs> we sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do. Watch TV and have a couple of...